0: Welcome to the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry.
1: Here's your host, Megan Kendrick. Thanks for listening to the Spa Retailer Podcast. I'm Megan. I'm sorry there's been a bit of an episode lull. The podcast is pretty new, and we're still learning the best way to do this with a lot of mistakes along the way. So I apologize for this long break. I am hoping we can start getting our episodes up more consistently but I'm really excited to bring you this episode. It's going to be a recurring topic here on the Spa Retailer Podcast. Stories that we've done in the magazine about succession planning, whether that be a current owner prepping a business for their retirement, selling their store, or someone coming in and taking over a business have been some of our most popular ever. To start off this series today, I'm here with Kelly King. He is the owner of Mountain Hot Tub in Bozeman, Montana. Kelly bought the business back in 2014 from the longtime owner Tom Walker, and he's here to tell us what that process was like for him. Kelly, welcome to the Spa Retailer Podcast.
0: Great, Megan. This will be fun.
1: Could we just start off by getting a little bit of your history at Mountain Hot Tub? Um, When did you get into the hot tub business? How did that happen, and how long were you there before you became the owner?
0: Sure. I started in the hot tub business uh, in the late 80s and worked for a manufacturer for a short period of time in the service and delivery end of things. And then I got into uh, a hot spring dealer uh, around 1990 and was service and delivery for them, then worked my way into sales and eventually um, was given a store to manage. And from there I went to another dealer in Colorado worked there for a while managing their spa business and when the opportunity came up to move to montana to work specifically for mountain hot tub i uh, packed up the family and moved here so that was in 1995 when i started and i've been service and delivery for Mountain Hot Tub. I managed one of their stores in Helena for a while. And then when one of the founding partners passed away in 2001, Tom asked if I would uh, move back to Bozeman and be his general manager. So I did that for uh, about 12 years, 13 years, uh, up until the time of buying the, the business from him in 2014.
1: That's interesting. I think I had always assumed that you, um, had always lived in Montana and this kind of fell into your, fell into your back pocket, but it sounds like it was, it was really intentional for you to end up at Mountain Hot Tip then.
0: It was, I've, you know, I, uh, really didn't spend any time with Tom or Scott back then. I, um, I knew of them, I knew of their reputation. And when the opportunity came to, to work out here, it was, uh, a really easy decision for me to, to move out to to Bozeman.
1: And I mean, it's a beautiful place to live. I don't blame you. I would have jumped on that chance as well.
0: (laughs) That too. Yeah, for sure.
1: When did you know that you were becoming interested in owning the store? Um, we covered this a little bit in our article, you know, back right after you, right after you purchased it, but what was sort of the thing that got you saying, huh, I think this could be the long-term thing that I want to do?
0: When Tom decided that it was time for him to retire and move on to other things, we discussed getting the business ready to sell. And at that time, I just really, um, didn't think that I would be interested in buying it at that time and didn't think that it would be really possible financially for me to to make that happen either. So, I helped Tom with the purpose of of getting the business ready to sell. We, you know, worked on our financials, we worked on getting procedures in place and and all the things that are necessary to maximize the sellability of the business. And he actually had a buyer lined up. But that buyer got cold feet and backed out. And at that time, internally going through the process of getting the business ready to sell, I really started looking at the business differently and listening to the employees in a different manner. we'd been partaking in some consulting with somebody from the outside. And it uh, what I saw was it really energized the staff uh, about our business. And I got caught up in that energy. And when the um, person that was interested in buying it, when they when they backed out of the deal, you know, I, I went back to Tom and said, you know, this is I really see myself uh, leading this. It, it's something that I'm excited about. It's something I feel you know re-energized about. I think the staff is um, at a really good place, and and I want to be part of that. So that's really how it started. Was really late in the game. Uh, as far as my interest in in seriously figuring out how to buy the business.
1: So what changed? I mean, you said you guys had already gone through a lot of the things that you need to do to prep a business for sale. Um, but what changed after you said to Tom, "I think I want to be the one that that buys this." Um, what changed in? Did anything change in the operations or or um, the process of the of the sale? What? what happened at that
0: point? No, it, it wasn't so much a logistic or, or an operation change that I saw taking place. It was a, an, an emotional change in, you know, the energy of our, of our business and, and the employees. Um, I really didn't feel like I had much to offer to take the business to another level, but, uh, using a consultant to get into the heads of our employees about, what Mountain Hot Tub was all about and why they liked working here and what they saw as our future. It really um, energized everybody. Uh, the, the big one was they determined that Mountain Hot Tub was, um, or I guess Bozeman specifically, the lifestyle here, the, the colder climate here, uh, really made a great environment for hot tub owners. And one of the salespeople said, it's like we're the flipping hot tub capital of the world. Yeah. And the employees just lit up at that. And, and they decided, yeah, we are. We're the hot tub capital of the world. And everybody just started behaving differently. And, and it was very exciting to, to come to work. And things um, just became more fun. And, and that's when I decided, you know, I, I really want to be part of this. I, wanna, I think I can lead this charge. I think that the employees... Um, would work well with me and it, it uh, just took off from there. And, and that really was the catalyst was us determining that, you know, we were the freaking hot tub capital of the world and let's act like it.
1: So what happened next when you said, Hey Tom, I think I want to buy this business. What did you need to do? What did he need to do? What was, what was the next step?
0: Um, well, just to finish that thought, you know, who wouldn't want to be, you know, who wouldn't want to lead the hot tip capital world, right? I mean that that's kind of how I felt was man, who who wouldn't want to lead that? So the next thing was looking at the finances and how we could put it together. And I um my wife and I leveraged our, our retirement, our four oh one Ks. Um so a lot of the the down payment came from that. I just to back up, the first thing I did was went to the uh, Chamber of Commerce and set an appointment to meet with a SCORE advisor. And SCORE is an organization of usually retired business people that volunteer their time to help small businesses and uh, people interested in starting a business. So that that was my first step was meeting with a SCORE representative to kind of go over what was going on here and, and what was possible for me. So that kind of gave me a checklist of things that I needed to get in order to do a kind of a personal inventory of not just, you know, mentally where I was at, but obviously, you know, financially what it would take to make it happen. And um, yeah, that was was really the start of it. Then I went to the SBA uh, and applied with them through the bank, a local bank, and they started giving me. Tasks to do, um, providing information to them. And it just walked me through the process. And I'll be honest with you, Megan, I really didn't think with the numbers that we were talking about that I would be able to pull it off. But I was dedicated to see it through until something stopped me, until there was an obstacle I couldn't overcome. So I just went day by day and step by step through the process and just um, overcome everything that they threw at me. We just figured out how to get, you know, to get through it. And before I knew it, you know, we had a letter of approval from the SBA that they would fund it. And we figured out how to come up with the money for the down payment. And that's, that's how it happened.
1: Well, I'm glad you said that because I think that's something that probably a lot of people would feel is, um, you know, I can see myself being the owner and running this business, but I don't think I could ever come up with the kind of money that you need to, to do that. And so I'm glad you said that because I think um, it's encouraging for other people in the industry to hear that, that you didn't think it was possible for you either, but you were able to to find a way. Um, and then did did Tom help you at all with that process? Was he able to structure the deal in a way that made it a little easier for you to uh, come up with the money that you needed?
0: Yeah. And I think a big, big part of the reason that came through, you know, that I was able to pull it off was the relationship that I had with Tom, that there was a lot of trust, uh, between us. And so we were actually able to work through a lot of the obstacles together, um, you know, and getting the information out and, and structuring the deal financially. So that it would be possible. And a big part of that came from, um bonusing uh part of that down payment. So it took a, a, a big leap of faith from from Tom as well because it, it couldn't have been a, a gift or a, an outside loan or anything. So part of that came as a as a one time bonus that uh, it hit the P L and it was you know it, it was the bridge that I needed to, uh, you know, to, to make the finances work out without bringing on another partner. That was one of the things I learned was I could get a partner to come up with some of the down payment. If, as long as it was under 20%, they wouldn't have to be, uh, vetted. It was something that I'd considered doing, but in the end, we were able to pull it off with, uh, with just what I had.
1: I mean, this is a, it's a big move um, for you, but also for your family, I imagine. Um, I mean, did you have a hard time convincing your wife that this is what you guys needed to do? Or was she kind of on board from the start?
0: No, no. She was on board from the start. And and part of that, too, was, you know, us. I don't think you're going to be able to pick up a book that says, take your 401k and cash it in and bet it all, you know, Um I, I didn't find that in a book anywhere, but that, that's really, you know, where your head has to be. I think if to make that kind of a commitment is, you know, we were all in and sure, you know, my wife was behind me hundred percent.
1: How long did it take to, to actually put everything together?
0: We started the process, I believe in July and we ended up closing the deal on January 1st.
1: Okay. So about
0: five, five months.
1: Okay. That's actually, honestly, not as long as I would have thought it would take, <laughs> but I'm sure it felt like, did it feel like a long time to you? I mean, was it, was it a frustrating process or, um,
0: no, it wasn't You know, was it kind of invigorating. No, no, it was, it was challenging. It was, it was something to get up for every day. You know, it was a very exciting time for me. There were a lot of challenges to it and I had a great team, be- you know, besides Tom, the owner, we have a, just a fantastic controller. We have great software, we have great reporting. So every day they would ask for more information and the, uh, going through that process, I, I learned a lot going through the process. You know, it was, it was very healthy for me to, to become an owner, but to have that, that last five months of education crammed down my throat, Uh, really helped me get off on the right foot.
1: And speaking of team, um, I imagine that, you know, no no one else in the company was really privy to what was going on, except for the people who needed to know. Was it, were people surprised when this was finished? How did you let the rest of the employees know that, that uh, Tom was out and you were in? Right.
0: That's, that's an interesting side of of going through this was we, we did have to keep it on the down low. Um, there were, I think, two people in the business that, you know, besides Tom and I that were privileged to that information, but it was because, you know, we needed them to help us get the information put together and to keep it all, you know, quiet. It, it, uh, it was an effort, but that's how it had to be. And even though the attorneys suggested that we keep everything quiet until we close and then announce it, we decided that at our year-end party in December uh, that we would make the announcement then to our staff. And uh, it went over really well. It was it was um, it was really well received from our employees.
1: Good. That had to have been a, a boost for you to to have their support right off. Yeah, the Yeah. Great
0: confirmation. Yeah, for sure.
1: So when the deal did close and and now you are the guy in charge with the keys, um, what were some of the first things that you that you wanted to do? I mean, you're already so involved with the in the business, I imagine that you had a little bit of a, a laundry list of things that you'd always wanted to do or try that now you had the opportunity to do, right?
0: I did, and because so many things take money it was it was kind of hard, not because there wasn't money, it was just I was very. Hesitant to spend any money at first, um, but uh, I think really the, the the first big thing I did was we we did go through payroll and made a lot of adjustments. You know, read that as pay raises for a lot of key people that I wanted to make sure stayed on board with us. So we um, we went through employee by employee and, and made adjustments there. I made some adjustments to other benefits. You know, we implemented uh, even part-time employees received uh, most of the benefits that full-time employees were getting, including 401k match and paid vacations and health care and all of that. Uh, That was a really big thing for me was I wanted to keep the employees, all of them, and part-time employees play a really important role for us. So Um, figuring out how to make sure that they had healthcare coverage and, and um, that we were taking care of them has paid off a lot. And we've had very little turnover since then. And the other thing I did was facelift on our showroom, things that uh, I'd always wished were, were different now that I didn't have to ask permission for anything. I just, you know, started ripping out walls and, you know, putting on a clean coat of paint and, and making the changes that I, I've always thought we needed. So that, that was really a fun part of it.
1: And you guys have, you have three locations, correct? I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but you have the store in uh, Helena and Bozeman and then in, is it yeah. Butte? Is that the last one? Okay. So three locations. Yeah. Okay. Um, so have you been able to? You know, you talked about the momentum that you guys had that sort of inspired you to purchase the business. Have you been able to? You feel like maintain that uh, now that you have purchased it and that you've got a few years under your belt? Oh, it's
0: it's incredible. the 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 last four years are staggering. That you know, I, I just grafted out the other day. I have some decisions I need to make on some of the other stores, and so putting it into a, I'm you know, kind of a visual guy. So, so putting all these numbers together in a graph, the, the growth rate that we've had is, um, is really kind of unbelievable. It's, it's been really good.
1: That's going to be really exciting, um, and validating. Yes. So do, do you still communicate with Tom? I mean, I know you guys had worked together for many years and we're, and we're close. Um, was it hard for him to to step away and not try to kind of figure out what's going on? Or uh, I mean, do you guys still talk? How does, how is well, that been? Well, we did have
0: to kind of, uh, I guess, clean his office out when he wasn't looking <laughs> 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 eventually. and uh, no, that the relationship we have is great. And in fact, I've uh, just sent him a message today to ask if he'd like to meet for coffee and do a little consulting. I have some big decisions to make uh, coming up. So I really rely on Tom a lot, um, just to bounce things off of once in a while, but we go for months without having much conversation. And then when I do have decisions to make, um, he's, he's a great sounding board and the, the relationship's been really good and he's really enjoyed his part of it too, which is being retired and enjoying the best. So he's, he's taken it really well too. And he, I think he really, um, I think he gets a lot of satisfaction seeing his business thrive.
1: That's great to hear. And, uh, I think Tom won a, an award this year from, from hot spring, didn't he? For as a, like a lifetime achievement award, yeah. is that right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, he and, and his, his, uh, partner who passed away were, uh, both recognized in the, um, ring of honor from hot springs. So, yeah it was uh it was well deserved tom's uh he was a great mentor for me
1: has there been anything that has um surprised you now that you are the owner versus being an employee? i mean i know as the general manager you you know had a pretty good idea of what was going on in the business but i feel that you know i don't i think employees don't really understand i think fully the the pressure or the weight or everything that the owner is thinking of at any given time when they're making decisions um have you experienced some of that are there things that you look at now and you say oh i understand a lot better why he did this now that i'm sitting in his seat i
0: think the the biggest change in my mindset um is that it's for me it's been easier uh as a general manager, I was always concerned about the decisions I was making if they were in line with what the owner wanted, you know, and, and that was always on my mind. And as the owner, I don't worry about what other people think, you know, I don't, um, you know, my decision is my decision and I own it, you know, the, the decision-making process. And so not having that, um, that concern in the back of my mind is, am I doing the things that are in line with what, what the owner wants? That was a, that's a huge relief. I I find it actually easier being the owner. Um, yeah, there's things that come up that I didn't have to, you know, concern myself with before or worry about before, but I have to be honest, part of it is because things are going really well. I think it's a lot easier to be optimistic about what's going on and, and, you know, I, I really don't stay up at night worrying about things.
1: Good. I think that, I think that's a signal of a right decision. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Yep. Yeah. And the, you know, most of the employees have stayed with us. You know, we've had, um, a lot of growth. We've, we've hired a lot of new people. We've created some new positions. We, uh, take really good care of our employees. I think is the, the one thing that I do that, that I've learned is, um, how to take really good care of our employees and they're the ones that are producing, they're the ones that are making the difference. And it's, I think the most rewarding part of being the owner is taking care of the, um, the employees and their families and feeling like we're, we're treating them right.
1: Looking to the future a little bit, what are some of the things that you're excited about? Um, for mountain hot tub, are, are do you have anything that coming up that you are really uh, looking forward? Oh, to? Oh yeah,
0: the a, a big one right now is is building a new service and warehouse uh, project. Uh, we just um, secured some land to build on, and it's 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 going to be a really big project for me and for our for our business and for our customers. You know, to receive a lot better support and a lot better customer service. And uh, to get to design that from the ground up and, and build something that I've always had a vision of is, is really, really cool. And I think, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest thing we have on our plate right now.
1: Yeah, that does sound really exciting. Um, is there anything that you think we haven't touched on on this topic that, uh, that you think is important? Um,
0: well, I, I, we Yeah. I think the thing that we did touch on is what's important. And that is that once you make up your mind that this is a direction you might want to go in as far as buying the business, that you, it's up to you to take that step to whether it's go out and and, and get a book and, and read on it or go find a, somebody, for example, with score that can give you some direction, talk to the small business administration. Uh, but you know, I think that um, there's people out there that, that think that the business is going to become theirs. Just It's just going to happen. But you really have to take that step and and get the ball rolling. And, and that's that's the takeaway that that I see is um, that there's people out there that think it's just going to happen someday. And, and you have to go make it happen. Does that make sense?
1: Well, I'm glad that we, yeah, I'm glad that we ended on that point because I hope that this is encouraging to um, other people working in the hot tub business who want to maybe see, you know, move on to the next step and become an owner. And uh, you know, I'm so glad that you were able to talk to everybody about this. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, you bet, Megan. Well, that is it for this episode of the podcast. If you have any questions for me or that I can pass along to Kelly email me at megan at bigfishpublications.com thanks so much for listening
0: you've been listening to the spa retailer podcast you can download previous episodes on itunes google play or at Sparretailer.com slash podcast be sure to download the spa retailer app where you can also listen to the podcast and get access to all the magazine articles as well as exclusive content